Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to our second episode of Waiting on the Bonus Points. Uh, we're finally at the stage of the season that we've been waiting for. Some football has actually been played in a competitive manner, so we can start actually discussing statistics as much as Jack doesn't want to do that. Um, so we're going to start this week exactly where we want to, which is to have a look at last week. Uh, we're going to start with uh, talking about some high and low points for each other, and I think the best place to start for this is with Jack, because we mentioned last week that whoever comes last out of the three of us end up, ends up doing a forfeit. You, men- you mentioned that. Well, well, well yes, <laughs> I, it was me, but I'm sorry, Jack, it's going to happen. And how many points did you get in the end? 50. 50. Okay. Only, only eight below average. <laughs> it's actually not a bad score, to be fair. Um, I've had worse. There's, there's in worse starts. Exactly. And Baron had 83, is that right? Yeah. I had 86. So sorry, Jack, you have lost this week. Your forfeit is you, you aren't allowed to say any word with the letter C in it, mainly because Gary Cahill got sent off for you. If you do say a word with the letter C, Baron will flick you. It's going to be hard to police this. I mean, your face, your every word you say. I mean, yeah, it's going to turn to a ball. Probably going to some are going to slip through. But Jack, let's start with you. Um, your high and low points. <laughs> if you could tell me who's it got sent off for you this week, Gary. That's that's so well played. Very well played there. Yeah, <laughs> that's we, all I go. I can't say the team he plays for. <laughs> oh yeah, who does he play for? I don't know. You could go for the. Oh, I've healthy. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could go for the sort of the pairs angle and say the Stamford Bridge outfit. Yeah, the London, the London Blues. So Gary for. Oh, I can't even say the manager's name. No, this is quite tough. Well, you could Bond. just say it and let Baron flick you, to be fair. I don't want to flick you, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Gary got sent off for a team that played in blue that are based in London. I think yeah, I've right so far. Yeah, really annoying. It was a really annoying, frustrating week because Friday it was announced that Pedro... You said because. It doesn't begin with like that. No, I said it has to have a letter C in it, not begin with. It's brutal. Right. right. <laughs> He's <laughs> Okay, so I'll start again. Uh, so Pedro was announced as being injured on. Um, announced on, as a C and announced on, as a C. Flick him. On. We um, we're not actually going to get any of the words out. <laughs> we're going to be a quick time team. Stop start, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be. Okay, so. Yeah, Pedro was announced as injured on, on Friday, so I took him out of my team, replaced him with Willian, saved a million. I thought, okay, I'm going to upgrade David Luiz, mm. who ended up scoring with Gary. Who ended up getting it off at very thirteen, fourteen minutes in? Was it? Was so, it? Yeah. It was, it was so, 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 so Salah was the first of my players to play. Got eleven points. I thought this is off to a great start this year. And then Cahill very quickly ruined that for me. Um, so yeah, it's one of those weeks. But I'm, I'm very optimistic. I, I still think I've got a decent team. I think without, I, I normally admit if I had a bad week, but I think I was just unlucky this week. Genuinely think I was unlucky. Yeah, um, I mean, fifty points is. It's, had, it's not bad. I mean, I think I had one week last year. I had ninety points after playing my wild card. So I think you had a very similar experience last yes, year. Yeah, my early wild card last year massively tanked. So. so yeah, I'm already fed up with fantasy football. <laughs> I think, I, think I'm, I always gone about how it's look, and people will just say I'm only saying it's look because I'm bad at it. But I will admit, you know, I've had a pretty good week, and it's look. You know, I'll say good weeks or bad weeks. This game is largely about look, and I think, like you say, you're just unlucky. I mean, how can you predict? Gary Cahill is going. I can yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, Gary yeah, Cahill yeah. is going to get a red card that early. So, like you said, I think it's Im- we'll discuss it later. But it's important not to hit the panic button, isn't it? Oh, so absolutely. So I have before. I've been. I've been well known to hit the panic button very mm. early on. But I'm for me quite optimistic. So yeah, like my team. Faith so. in, in your mission. Although I have made two transfers, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about you, Baron. Um, you've mentioned a little bit of luck, and I, I think that is an element to some people's games. But some players in your squad um, that 
think perhaps in your team not to do with luck and did well not because of luck as well? I don't know. I mean, I, I just I, you, you cannot predict what's going to happen in this game. So I think you know you, if, if you're uh, educated guesses come off, then it's it's it's, it's fairly lucky. I mean, you've, you you would have thought Kevin De Bruyne might have uh, might have struck a few at Brighton and didn't. Um, high point. I, I had these three points. I mean, Jack knows how bad I've been at this game since <laughs> last year and how many low points there were. So to get a week like that, I was delighted. There's a lot of high points, but I think the obvious one is Higazi, isn't it? Yeah. But but because that was such a fluke it was sort of almost a bit like yeah I'm delighted with it but my high point was more when the players you pick to, to do get you points get you points it's like oh thank god that, that player's done their job and mm. I think you just said it yourself I think when Salah scored he had an assist mm. but when, when he scored I thought oh god that feel that really felt good that sort of felt like the week had started well and he's a sort of player because he's new to the league again you would think oh, he could easily flop he's 9 million of your budget and I think when he scored that felt pretty great um, but obviously Higazi and then you know, Lukaku doing his job as well. I think it's the, when the players do what you wanted them to do it. I, I get sort of a bit of satisfaction and I think my lowest point is probably your high point, I think. And as a Newcastle fan, um, watching us sort of unravel and then for, um, for left-back Ben Davis to pop up with a goal, knowing I didn't have him and knowing if it wasn't Ben Davis, I'd have beaten him this week. So that was my low point when Ben Davis scored. But I was going to say also, you know, you both picked Lukaku as captain and we know what it's like picking the wrong captain can ruin your week yeah. no matter how well you Absolutely, do so yeah, yeah. it's always a highlight when your captain it could have been the other way around Lukaku might not have scored and yes. Kane could have scored too and, you know, it's, it's, it's I a mean, highlight isn't it Kane hit the post had a point blank save as well so I mean as you say it's fine margins isn't it like, um, Lukaku was one on one and his actual goal hit the post isn't it? that could have been yeah. handled off the other post yeah. and his header could have you know been saved from that set piece as well so um, obviously, yeah, Higazi was obviously a, a, a high point for myself as well. I think, going back to what you said about bringing players in to do the job, yes. I would have been happy with a clean sheet. Absolutely. Because, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we talked about it, me and you, Ben, didn't we? We um, went back over West Brom's pre-season fixtures, and it's just one of those things where when you put the hours in to, like, to go on their website and click on lineup for every single one just to see... The thing to me was the price. It's yeah. finding players who are four or five that are going to play. When you see that he was the price he was with how many injuries they had in their yeah. defence, you think he's going to play. That's a very winnable game against Bournemouth. You put him straight in to score as well. I mean, yeah. Scenes. Absolutely. And when David has two defenders scoring, that's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, if, we're, if we're going to talk yeah, about that, I, 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 I have to mention Ben Davis because, mm-hmm. again, he wasn't in my team to get a goal. I think he's only scored one Spurs goal prior to uh, Sunday. And again, I mean that was that was nice to get him in there as well, just to to get that clean sheet. But yeah, high point for me was Ben Davis. I was watching that game. I kind of went went a bit mental, as, as you can imagine. As Baron says, if if, if it wasn't Ben Davis, you'd have beat me this week. So yeah, exactly. It was a big game play. Yeah. Um, Your low point? My low point. Ah, yes, we mustn't forget my low point. Friday night, I was still working oh, at, yes. six, at six o'clock, and I had everything set and ready to go. And then at about six o'clock. Still got a few pages to send off the Western Morning News as well, so I'm in pa- I'm in rush mode and I absolutely panicked and yeah. I changed my team yeah. so much. Yeah. I would just like to point out, Pagazi was already in my team, so there's no yeah, panic there. My defenders stayed exactly the same, but I initially had Mane and I had Jesus instead of De Bruyne, uh, and uh, I just had a moment of panic. I just looked at all of my midfielders and forwards and remembered my advice from last week: stick with the pack, stick with the pack. And I realised I was my team was chock full of differentials, so I panicked. And uh, it came down to the last five minutes. I actually have five minutes till deadline. I was choice between Chicharito, Ianacho, Glenn Murray, Sam Vokes, and Rodriguez were the, were the five. And I was like, Ianacho. And within 90 seconds of me clicking submit, bench, like the yeah. team sheet comes team out, sheet comes he's out. on the bench. And I was just, oh, 
terrible way to start um, the season. It was it was it was completely out of character for me as well. I mean, I I, I love my stats, and there was no stats no, about the fact that Ian Atchard was going to play, that he was going to do well. Their fixtures aren't great. A wealth of stats to say that Rodriguez could do well, that Vokes could do well, as he did, um, uh, or even Chikorito obviously didn't you know didn't score, but still the fact that I panicked and went on my gut and basically did it. Yeah. It brought it brought me early joy. Yeah, I mean, yes. you guys loved it. You guys, the second that the second I put that in the group chat, you guys, your weekend was made already. <laughs> so, but what I will say is that actually bringing Salah for Mane actually got me more points, and bringing in De Bruyne for Jesus got me an extra uh, one point, I think, or possibly two, because obviously Jesus didn't didn't perform very well. So there were benefits to my last minute absolute frenzy panic. But, but interestingly, that meant that your teams only had four players different. So how did that yeah, make? How did that make you feel? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, David didn't see my team before. So I can't, yeah, you can't know, yeah, yeah. copying me, but um, it was it's uncanny how similar the teams are. And there's quite a few I've noticed that are very, very similar. I think yeah. that sort of Mane, sorry, Salah, De Bruyne, and then Lukaku, Kane. Those four seem to, in terms of budget, they seem to fit together quite well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in terms of covering bases as well. And they're quite popular too. I mean, we talked last week about TSB. And I think that Kane Lukaku top TSB for strikers. And then if you're looking at midfielders, I think the top three were... Uh, Ali, De Bruyne, and Salah. So you know, and, and that's actually that's that's why I pulled those players in because again, I just I didn't want to get left behind, and you know, by doing it that way, I think that served that served to help me because it it's meant that I've done better than if I hadn't I, tried to go for different. I think now's a good a good time to point out that the one stat that I did pay attention to was the fact that Harry Kane has bad August and I didn't pick it. Yeah, so so that. even though I'm maybe the gut man, I, I actually did pay attention to that stat and it worked in my favour. So one Friday, minor victory for me this week. On Friday, I turned it to you. <laughs> you turned it to me. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about our bonus points king of the week. Now, we in every year that we've talked about um, fantasy, we love bonus points. The bonus points is the kind of thing that we we like to wait for. Hence the name of the hence the name of the podcast. So uh, we decided we're going to pick one player from our team whose bonus points made either made a difference or, most pleasure. or brought us, yeah brought us the most pleasure. And they just sort of sit there and go you know do that little okay emoji. I think um, uh, for me, uh, I would go with Bertrand. Um, Brian Bertrand came away with eight points from Southampton Swansea, and he was another that I could have mentioned earlier that just did his job. Yeah, put him in there. He's five and a half million. You're expecting a clean sheet at least, um, and then you, you never know with an attacking return. So for him, for him to go in there, getting the clean sheet, and then to bring in two bonus points as well, I was very very happy and very satisfied with that. I mean, the 0.5 extra that you paid for him, you got exactly your right. Money. Exactly right. I mean, if you exactly when you've got. Well, as it now turns out, Cedric played, and we've got Yoshida and Stevens are all at five, and you look at them, and that's a cheap way into the Southampton defence. As I did, I went with Bertrand because he was the only one I was I was sure was going to play. Mm. And I think if you are paying an extra 0.5, you're expecting, if not assists, then bonus points. Yeah, it's a small thing, but it makes you such a difference, doesn't it? Massive. Yeah, massive. Yeah, definitely. Jack, what about you? you well, I only had two players. I got bonus <laughs> points, so I have to pick Salah because, again, I we all as we've already spoken about and. Anyone listens will already know about me well. I don't look too much into things, but I did notice that Salah scored a lot of preseason goals, and he was mm. the one I picked out last week when we were asking him one must have. Mm. Um, so it was good to see him score. He only got one bonus point, but my only other player that got a bonus point was Lukaku, and mm. you both had him as captain. And, and you know what that's <laughs> like when when you've got a player in the team, it's that's, sweet, you, some it? of your biggest rivals, as it were, have him as captain. You almost don't want him to do well. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather he got one point and you two got two points <laughs> than him get well, what was it, thirteen points? 13, and you two yeah. get twenty six points. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'll pick Salah just because I I again I, I picked him for a reason and not just because he was new. That's so. true. Yeah, you picked him out last week. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm I'm going to go for Ben Davis again simply because one of the reasons he was, he was in my team in the first place was to get a clean sheet, but also 
possibly get forward as well because Spurs fullbacks that they they tend to spend more time with mm-hmm. the opponents after than their own. Um, and before he scored his goal, he was already uh, on the line sort of updating bonus points. He was already going to be getting three anyway for just the fact that you know completed passes, tackles, etc. Obviously, the goal sealed it. But you know, for me, if if you if anyone's looking for a five-five defender who's going to get bonus points for clean sheets, I think he's going to be a a good one to look at. Yeah, so. Not this week when they're going to play Chelsea. No, though. perhaps not this week. Wait, wait a week or two. But yeah, wait a week or two. And, uh, but you never know, he might score again. He could, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea might have a few players sent off again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to be better, better at the back, aren't they? Um, so we sort of alluded to transfers. This is obviously the first week that people can make some transfers. Mm. I think this is the kind of the time when people... You've got to resist every new. It's yeah. so easy to, to be knee-jerk. And I've noticed that both of you have already made two transfers yes, each. That is right. I was yeah. amazed when I saw that last night. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we should just. Point I out was that. not necessarily going to tell people admit to that because I know the reputation I have. <laughs> but when true. David said he was doing it, I was sort of like rubbing my hands yeah, together. I mean, yeah, we must admit, in, in, in years gone by, when I see how early that Jack does his transfers, it's, sometimes you've made them before the game week's even over, like Saturday evening, there's still two I made ago. I made these two on Saturday evening. And there, there, I, used to, I used to mock that, but now that I've read more into price changes, especially at the beginning of the season, I feel like there is. I mean, that's what you know. What we're going to talk about is when should you make your transfers, and I do think there is a case to be made for doing them early. So I, I didn't mind yeah. yesterday. The, 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 the thing, the argument that always is thrown back to me is you, you pick them; they could get injured during the week. But yes, if yes, you yes. make if you make it by Friday, he could get injured in the warm up. You yeah. know, there's, there's always things that you can't control, and yeah, 100%. I get that if you wait six days, there's, there's less chance that your player's going to miss out for injury. But yeah, I am the gut man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the caveat here is you two have both had. Um, to play a record player each red card yes, which does yes. make it a little bit easier and when you know that somebody is definitely coming out then there is yeah. far more merit in doing it earlier than later I think my timing was definitely my timing was forced by the fact that I had Fabregas sent off um, because obviously and you knew you didn't want to bring Carroll in off the bench as a starter yes exactly yeah. and, and but it's, it's a case of value more than anything else because yeah, all of the sort of um, the formulas online like fantasy football fix and FBL price changes are based on the, the, the amount of people who are binning Fabregas off his, his value will almost certainly decrease from seven million to six nine by Friday. Yeah. And if I can if I can pull him out and someone else out and put two players in who are predicted for their prices to rise, then long term my squad should be able to have a larger value, which may come back to help me in the future. The downside is taking a four point hit. Of course, yeah. It's, it's funny you've almost got to train your mind to remind yourself that it's only one game because you almost yeah, feel exactly. like your whole yeah, everything exactly. you've done. Because out the window, you yeah. think this player's gonna be great because he's had one great game. And you've almost got to train your mind. The good yeah. thing for me, the two transfers I've made has now left two million for me to spend in the bank for, for wow. next week. So good, yeah. whether the players that I've signed are gonna have a, a good week again, who knows? <laughs> because yeah. I have I have jumped on the hype, and you know, it'll be interesting what they do. But yeah, I th- I, training training my mind is is something, I, and I have been known to use a wildcard after the first week before. So wow. the fact I've only made two transfers uh, is yeah. quite good for me. I mean, you mentioned some players that you bought, and obviously we're all aware of the fact that we don't want to give away too much for each other, but I don't, there's no reason why we can't talk about players that are at least on our radar. So, um, Jack, if we start with you... I'll just say, I, I do them on Friday night, by the way. Oh, That's because I'm, I'm a religiously Friday night. I'm just mainly terrified of making a transfer and then uh, and getting injured. To, to be fair, I think the, the two that I bought in... You two know how I play, and I, I do sort of jump on the bandwagon when I play as well. But you know, I also bring in new players early on, like Gabardini last year. I had him before most people, and you know, so I, I think have I do mix it up a bit. Sorry, have you got Granite? No, no, I haven't. I just I don't think he's a great player. I'm surprised yeah. he gets sent off too much for me. He, um, yeah, for, for the standard, is that one we should tell people that just hold up on Jacko? Yeah, I mean, for for people out there who like to sort of look at the stats, he has brought in something like two hundred eighteen thousand new managers. This uh, and that's just and we're just on Tuesday. Um, 
I think the reason why people are going for it is because cheap. he's yeah he's cheap. The, the thing is, I think people have to remember that everybody pre-season thought I would be might get in the Arsenal team at five five, yeah. and obviously played in the Community Shield as well. But then didn't start against Leicester. Ramsey, even though he was on the bench, clearly higher in the pecking order as far as like attacking midfielders are concerned. So I think people just Ashaka did get two assists, and he only got something. I think he only got one assist all, all season last year. So you know you you could turn around and say, well, you know he's going to have a better season. Exactly. Exactly. You can you can overread into it and say, oh, this is a new way they're playing. Jack is going to be the new yeah. sort of passing. And he's got he's got that red mist, doesn't he? That's yes, the thing that frightens me about Jack. Right, and yeah. I would. You know, if, if, if Cahill gets sent off like he did, if Fabregas gets sent off like he did, they don't have the history where necessarily you think, I shouldn't have put him in because he, he's likely to get sent off. Well, not yeah. likely, but more likely. Absolutely. With Xhaka, you know, if you get if you bring him and he gets sent off, you're like, I, I know he had that in him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's always that in the back of your head. What do you guys think about Jamie Vardy? Are you tempted to... Oh, I still don't... I don't think he's going to have a good season still. Fitches okay, he had a good game and he did play quite well, but I think there's a lot of... I, I'm waiting for him to drop. I'm waiting for it to happen, and yeah. it hasn't yet, so maybe it won't. But I, I'm convinced. He's certainly been on my radar, mainly short term, because if you um, basically look at Brighton this week, who I think they conceded almost double the amount of goals away from home that they did at home last year, and obviously um, you know Vardy's clearly demonstrated that he can still score goals and he can still play off the shoulder of the defender. And if they can stretch Brighton, he could score a lot of goals this week. But as you say, the run is is what. Could be, there is so little playing data to go off this early in the season. You have to sort of just like say play the percentages, and I think when you're looking at other other strikers that are available in this price bracket, one thing we do know for a fact is that Leicester haven't got a good run of fixtures, yeah. and with, with that kind of asset, that amount of money, you don't want him sitting on the bench in a rotation. So. I think it's always a risk as well. I mean, it's it's easy to look at oh they're playing Brighton or they're playing Huddersfield for example, but I think teams that are expected to not do particularly well will have a good solid defence. It's, 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 it's the attacking play attacking teams like Watford, you know, that concede a lot of goals. Brighton were hard to break down. Mm. Newcastle were hard to break down mm. and so you know it's it's not always guaranteed that there's gonna be a lot of goals against these teams. So yeah. that's that's always the one danger. You mentioned um, fixture runs and that lessons are difficult. One team that does have a great uh, run fixtures is Huddersfield yes. and obviously Steve Mooney just out of absolutely nowhere scored two against Crystal Palace six million possibly going to be 6.1 by yeah, Friday sure. um, you know what, what are your thoughts on, on a player like him so, uh, at that price point it's easier to take the punt isn't it mm. when, when, when you have got so few options to go up at that price point you do think yeah, what have I got to lose stick him, stick him on get on the bandwagon stick him in the team and just, and just see what happens for at least three or four weeks I mean you and I have both got Abraham, haven't we, at 5-5, and I would need to move around with a couple of players to get Munier in, but if people were looking at sort of cut price transfer options, Huddersfield have got a, a whole host of very cheap mm. options to come in, and if you've got a bit more money to spend, then it's hard to ignore United, isn't it, Yeah, for transfer options? Absolutely. I mean, one other person that I've sort of got on my shortlist is Henry Mkhitaryan. Yeah, but... Um, Eight million, probably going to be eight point one by Friday. But you know, still potentially within Just, people's yeah, reach. The way they're playing on Saturday, I mean, Mkhitaryan's playing so far up there with Lukaku. Mm. An, an interesting stat for people is that um, nobody attempted more assists than Mkhitaryan at the weekend. He um, basically took six key passes, which were chances that were then spurned. But you know, it's the fact that everything seemed to go through him. Yeah. Didn't it? And the only person who rivaled him for attempts created was was Urzil. So obviously he's nine five. So I mean, if you're looking for someone who, who is perhaps maybe off to a flyer, you know there is a lot to be said for momentum. And United with fixtures. Yeah, I mean the way at Swansea, there's no reason why they couldn't come out of that with a three 0 win. You exactly. know, Lukaku just score a trick and Mkhitaryan could assist all three. Mm. So um, I think know. United are the team to have. For, if you're going to have any team with three players in this yes. year, United or City are the yeah. two. I think. Because I think um, I, I was quite sceptical of United's defenders at the beginning of 
the season just because they're a bit expensive. But you know, Baron's already demonstrated with his team this week. Six five and Antonio Valencia is, is a is good investment, isn't it? Again, I'd say to people if they are looking at transfer options, say for instance they want to get get rid of Cahill, who's six five, mm. isn't he? Mm. Before he drops off price, go for Valencia if you can. I mean, if you're happy to spend that amount of money on a defender, yeah, he, he's the he was the captain on Saturday, yeah. So he's going to play every week. He's in a good mean defence. You're not too sure about who else is going to play in the defence, and they've got the um, the fixtures, and of course Valencia gets forward. You know, he's, he's a right wing back effectively. So I think. Um, if you're willing to spend that money on a luxury defender, I, I still stand by that. Although I, 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 the one that I might opt for is Victor Moses again. He comes back, doesn't he, yeah, this he week? Does, and yeah, he, he's looked, again, very attacking. For, and as a defender, he's definitely got goals in him as well. He could be a good differential as well because of the way that Chelsea have played. Every, yeah, everyone's going to be terrified of picking Chelsea players yeah, yeah. until they put in another yeah. strong result. So. Which is why there's a case to be made for people, if, they, if they're if getting rid of Fabregas at 7 million, they could switch straight to Willian, who obviously yeah. got the assist from Morata's goal. Mm. Chelsea Very nearly got a second assist. Oh, I had him in yeah. my team. Very nearly got a yeah. second assist, but Morata rudely whacked the ball in off the line and <laughs> was ruled offside. Oh, yes, so, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was another thing that Very rude. had me angry at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, well, it wasn't your weekend, was it? In terms of players to sell then, I suppose we've got to start with Harry Kane because everybody's asking the question, should we keep him? He's 12-5, and when you think that Lukaku's off to a flyer, Aguero is off to a flyer, um, you know, people like Mounier, Vokes are all done very well. Should Kane still be in pieces? It's, it's a good question, mate. And I mean, I'm having a real dilemma with it because <laughs> I, I, I normally am um, one for making take one transfer a week and quite happy to take points hits. But I've sort of tried to read around the advice a bit more from so the, the top fifty last year, for instance, and they said that if you can really try and hold wait for the double free transfer rollover. So if you wait two oh, weeks, yes. you get two. Free, so I'm trying to wait for that. But this week, you look at Kane. And, when people have said you know you're putting that much money into an asset if they're not at least scoring one a week or getting one at least one assist a week you've got to question how mm. that money's being spent and is the August thing a myth I mean how many years does he have to have a, a poor August for it to, for it to actually be a, yeah. I mean we, we all know it's been one game don't we but the, the, the thing is I don't necessarily think you need Lukaku and Kane if you've got Lukaku scoring week in week out that how much is he worth? 12? Uh, 12.5. Yeah. 12. That 12.5 could be spread quite nicely across the rest of your team. Yeah, so I think if you look at your, your Vardy shout, I mean, that, that frees up four, three, four million yeah, to right. then spend on another striker or, yeah. or you could bring in the guitar in or, 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 or something like that. I mean, one thing I will say, I, I'm going to fight his corner. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm keeping him this week. I'm, I'm not burning him off. I think one game is. I, I did mention last week that August in the past has been a tro- been problem for him. And if, I mean, we all watched the game. I think what, Kane was hardly absent. I think the problem mm. in those games when he struggled in the past because Kane every now and then just goes completely. Uh, he's, it's like he's not there, and we've seen that happen for England as well. But it's worth noting that nobody had more attempts on goal at the weekend than Kane. He, uh, Oxley Chamberlain, Ericsson and him all had six. Um, oh, Oxley Chamberlain putting his sorry, putting his hat in the ring there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a tiny little differential there, possibly. But the thing with Kane, I mean, he hit the post. There was one where he went clean through and he hit it straight in the goalkeeper, which you could turn around and say that's why he shouldn't be in my team. But one thing that I always live by: if a, if a striker is getting attempts on goal, then it, it, you know, by his quality, he's more likely to eventually score. And if um, a team can get forward and are good at Absolutely. putting balls in the box and Ericsson, great service. Brilliant. I mean, like the, the thing the thing that I say, I mean, is he's very easy to have a knee jerk reaction, but if you get rid of Kane, it's going to be very hard for you to get him back exactly. in a couple of weeks' time because yeah. you're you're either going to have to use your wild card very or true. you're going to have to take a few points hits because to get that twelve point five million back is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to do change some of that that 
expense in the first week is, is a big risk, I think. Yeah, and one of the interesting things as well, he's got four goals in his last eight games against Chelsea, which means he theoretically has a 50% chance of... I remember those Rooney stats from a few years ago. Well, of course, yeah, and of course it is Wembley <laughs> as well. It is Wembley as well. So, you know, the, the, it's, a, it's a debate for a reason, you know, we've just discussed yeah, yeah. the pros and cons of, of Harry Kane. Um, obviously, Cahill's going to be on, the, on a lot of people's minds to get rid of Fabregas is as well. Um, I've got Zaha, and obviously we found out today that um, yes, he's, that's right. Right. he's a serious doubt. So, I mean, oh, is he? I might try. I've got unfortunately now. I've got three injury doubts in my fifteen, so uh, my bench is going to be full of injury doubts. I'm, I might get by with Zaha on the bench this week, but um, he's sitting on the people might want to look at. Who's your other two? Dummett and oh, so, yeah, he's Simon good. Francis at Bournemouth. I yeah. might. I might. I was going to start with Francis um, and, and bench Higazi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, away, away at Burnley. I mean, yeah. I think. I think Francis is at home to Watford. That seems like a better shot between yeah. Cheatham and West Brom at Burnley. From yeah, that is very true. Oh, another person that's worth just pointing out in terms of definitely sell is people for some reason sell Philip Coutinho in their team. I just, I just, without wanting to sound rude. I would say the same Sanchez. At this stage, why risk it? Yeah, I mean, when you think of Sanchez. Especially for the expense. The amount of money you've just got sat there wasted. Well, yeah, one of my friends in, uh, in my, people I play football with, he's got Coutinho and he put him on, he deliberately made the decision to put him on his bench. And you stick nine million on the bench. That's that's mad. I mean, we saw FBL retweeted that guy this week who managed to um, pick their team and think, right, I'm going to bench Davis, I'm going to bench Ericsson, and I'm going to bench Lukaku. And I think that was just some kind of. I think that was him looking for attention. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So you've got to be mad. You just wouldn't do it. You wouldn't get the Lukaku bench. Yeah, yeah. mad. Absolutely mad. Of course, the, the other thing we should point out. Um, we talked about Jack and you coming, Gary Cagle. Was it minus three? Got you minus three. Yeah. Um, Thirty minutes in. So, someone, uh, someone that FBL also retweeted was. Someone who decided Gary Cahill home against Burnley, Chelsea were the champions. You know, triple captain Gary Cahill, and inside twenty minutes he's already on minus nine. The thing so is, you, it could have been again, worse. I think Burns. I think people do this to be noticed, like like the guy, yeah. like the guy that picked yeah, yeah. all the all the Arsenal and Leicester players to be top after the first night. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think you know because everyone that plays for you don't have to play. Even if you play for a year, you know there's going to be double game weeks coming up. Why would you use it for anything other yeah, than absolutely. that? Absolutely, absolutely, you're definitely right there. Um, right, we're going to move on to uh, questions in just a minute after I ask you some quick five questions, which I think I know the answer. A few people online asking, should I use my wild card yet? Jack, what do you think? Should you people use a wild card? Well, it card depends yet? who you pick. No, no, it's, it's far too soon, I think. I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of contradicting myself from, from previous years of, of versions of me, because I have used it in the past, and it, it could work, but I, I used my wild card last year a bit later, I think three weeks in, and I only got something like 19 points. So it does, doesn't yeah. always... It's, it's far too soon, it's far too soon, but I, I, I believe in going with your gut though, so yeah. I would say no, uh, I wouldn't use it until game week eight at the earliest when you've got a bit of data to play with, unless of course you have seven or eight injuries, by yeah. some miracle you just have to start again, but yeah, I wouldn't use it until you've got some actual data to play with. Yeah, I mean there's um, Fantasy Football Fix and who got the assist have both talked about it this week and said that obviously don't do it now, um, the earliest you should probably consider is probably week five and then maybe somewhere between 5 and 10 might be a good way of doing it. Just Obviously, it depends on how you're going. If you're going well, then don't use it, of course. But as you said, Baron, if you get to a stage in the season where there's some data to use, then you you put yourselves in, a, in an advantage yeah, position. Um, and also, though, though, I mean, I think last year I used my second wildcard very early on in January, and people sort of, like, why are you using it that early? But I had a very good second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can also wait too long, and your team can be too far behind. So it's finding that, that, that balance. I, I 100% appreciate you're having data to go on, but you don't want to wait too long and then find yourself already, you know, 150 points behind, and it's very hard to catch up then. Yeah, definitely. 
Right, let's move on to some questions that we've had uh, sent in. Um, we're going to start with something you've already touched on, Baron. Um, we've got a question from Seth um, Fianya, who said, do you think Zaha will play a game with two? If not, who's the best replacement? Based on what um, Ben Dinnery, who we'd recommend is another good um, Twitter account to follow, he's, he's very, very good with his injury news. So based on what he has said, I think he's been out for a month. So I don't, I don't know anything more than that. So I, I wish you know Zaha won't play. I've had a very quick glance. So if you've, if you've got no more than seven million to spend on Zaha, who is seven, it's going to be a straight swap. Then Aaron Moy is a good shout. I think he's six or six five, and he's at Huddersfield, who have got good fixtures, and he's proved you know he's got a decent form. You've got nothing else to go on. All you've got to go on is that first week, the price, and who they're going to play. Got the assist for Mooney. Yes. So you know he's, he's got he's got price, he's got form, he's got fixtures. You know what else you've got to lose at that price point. And as you've said, if you've got a bit more money to play with, then maybe upgrade to Mkhitaryan. He's still only a million above. He might, to, he might then go up to 1.1 million That's right, yeah. with, with interest. But if you have got the money with Mkhitaryan, uh, Matter started at the weekend. I think he's he's a decent price. I think he's seven or less. So maybe Matter's somebody you could bring in for Zaha. Um, we've got a question for uh, you, Jack. Um, a bit of a gut call here. It's from Pat Collins. Uh, it says, is Romelu Lukaku a must-have going forward? Oh, I think so. I, I really think so. I I felt a bit of a fool to not captain him, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I captained Jesus this week. and on, a, on another day, Jesus sure. would have got off a couple of goals. But, yeah, I felt stupid not to captain the Kaka. I think if you're going to have someone... And it's not just because of the, the goal threat that he has. It's, as we talked about with Kane, and it's the assists and it's the, the midfield behind him. They've got such an attacking flair. Jose Mourinho's a proven manager. I think they'll be contending for the title this year. And I think if you don't have Lukaku, more so than Kane, mm. you'll fall behind. Yeah. And I think... There's no wiser investment than Lukaku. Mm. Yeah, especially when you consider how many people are in it now as well. I mean, he, he scored in a, he scored he scores goals in a struggling team. He, for Everton, they weren't always fantastic. Mm. They didn't always have some good flowing football last year, but he still scored goals. Okay, he had his odd patch of, of, of dry form, but if Man you can keep it up, and they've got some great players on the bench as well, if they can keep their midfield fresh, I think it's just, if you miss him, it's almost like having a less one less player. Mm. Final question then from Carlos, who says, um, this is a tricky one, and I'm going to do my best to answer it. He says, I have Lacazette, Jesus, and Lukaku, but I want to get Vardy. Which one of these strikers should I sell to get him? I'm tempted, so this probably sounds strange because of uh, game one, but we, as we have said, it is just one game week. I would probably take out Lacazette, um, because I, I, I rate City's fixtures. Jesus didn't do very well, but those who watched the game would see that he was so unlucky not to score. He could have come out of that game with two goals, I think he hit the post. And uh, one of his arms. he looks so lively, didn't he? He looks yeah. so lively. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that the own goal that was scored was inches away from being Jesus' goal. So, you know, there's reasons to suggest that City will continue to do well and he will continue to score. Arsenal, I just don't know what to expect. Like I said, obviously, two minutes into the, into the first game, he's gone and scored. But, but apart from that, I, I didn't watch it forensically that match, but apart yeah. from that, I don't do a huge deal, I don't think. And, and I think Arsenal were just. Uh, I mean, there, I just think there's going to be more competition for Lacazette because obviously Giroud's come in and done very well and well won the score. game and Welbeck scored as well. Um, and Lacazette's new to the league. So Lukaku, as you've mentioned, is a must-have. Although, although for me, not, it's not, I don't know if it's really answering the question, but I wouldn't bring Vardy in. I would keep the over three over Vardy, personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, guess it, I mean, I guess it just comes down to yeah. the, the way you see, you see Vardy. But yeah, for me, I would take out Lacazette for Vardy then. Obviously, whoever you take out, you're going to save some money. So what I would say is, you, if you were going to take out Lacazette, to put Vardy in, you could maybe invest that two million in grading one of your midfielders into Ramsey, for example, or you could, if you could take out Jesus and put in De Bruyne or Silva, I guess you know the money you're going to save could dictate who you 
buying the filter covers. So. But you wouldn't recommend for them to get Ianacho instead of Vardy? No, I would definitely not recommend Ianacho. <laughs> he is, I can hand confirm that he is definitely already out of my squad. So. Um, right, so that's, uh, that's the end of podcast two. Uh, all of the things we talked about in the podcast this week, including wildcard price changes and when you should make your transfers, we're going to have in-depth articles on, on those on the website, which you can get to at Plymouth Herald uh, slash Fantasy Premier League. So head there to have a look in more detail and we'll see you next week. Ik wilde alle, alle nieuwste telefoon, niet omdat het moet. Nu bij Tele2, de Huawei P20. Omdat het kan. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan.